A Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays from That Was the Worst Podcast Ever. Welcome to the Christmas special episode where me, Justin Bills, and Jordan Clausen will be talking about our three favorite Sufjan songs. So, hey, Jordan, welcome. How are you? I'm excellent. I, um, yeah, I'm just feeling full of, I just had some ginger beef um, from the cheap, oh, wow. cheap Chinese food place around the corner. And so I'm feeling. You know ready that was invented. That was invented here in Calgary. I've heard that it's the one good thing Calgary's ever done for the world. Yeah, let me think. Calgary's got ginger beef. Oh, um, Cool Runnings happened I mean, here. It happened there, but the those and guys was are, filmed. I don't here. know if you know, but those guys are actually from Jamaica. Yeah, but George. <laughs> <laughs> They're from Jamaica, but the Olympics happened here. Yeah, that's and true. The Olympics happened they, here, too, though. We've got some great, great heartwarming stories from our Olympics as well. Sorry, Jory. Let's talk about this for a sec. <laughs> 2012 Vancouver Olympics. How many heartwarming movies have come out of that Olympics? Um, huh. Let me look right now. I'll tell you what Calgary's got. Cool Runnings and Eddie the Eagle. Hey, there's a movie about Eddie the Eagle? Uh-huh. And oh. both of those happened in 88. Huh. Interesting. Well, what do we got here? Movies. You had... Celebrating Vancouver Olympics. Um, yeah, there's nothing. But let me tell you, my heart was warm just <laughs> watching the events. Were you in Vancouver in 2012? Yeah. Did you go to any ev- events? Um, well, no, but I went to, like, some... There were, like, events around the events, you know? Like, yeah. there was, like, the Holland House or something where the... I don't know, curling was happening and everyone went and drank Heineken outside in the in the wow. snow. Stuff like that I went to. I remember, but I, the tickets were really expensive for the events. And most of them were in Whistler, right? Um, some of them were in Whistler and then there's 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 this neighbor city called Richmond and a lot of them were there as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah I've never been in a city while the Olympics were going on. It's not like I'm from Calgary either. But yeah. Let but I do you. have a Calgary pride. Yeah, I mean, that's that's sweet. But I will just say that people who've experienced the Olympics, we just, I don't know, there's just something that we know about life that we just can't, <laughs> we just, nobody else has it and we can't really uh, express what it is. It's just this kind of I've, small superiority, I think. I've, no- <laughs> I've noticed this. You have this little spark in your eye, and now I realize it's because of the Olympics that yeah. happened in 2012. Yeah, Vancouver, that's the only, really, the, the only thing that makes it <laughs> the best city. So the 2012 Olympics. Wow. So just to segue, are you a winter, are you a winter sports person? Um, I am, I mean, I think that the greatest... If, event to watch uh, as a kind of a collective is the uh is, is hockey it's cheering for the yeah. canadian hockey team you cheer for the american hockey team so here's what happened a couple years ago uh do you remember when it was the u.s versus canada for gold i forget which yeah. olympics yeah. it was was that vancouver uh i think it may have been yeah it may was, have been uh, and yeah anyway yeah I just want to say this weird thing happened. My heart went with Canada. Wow. I couldn't help it. But there's a, a lot of reasons for that. Is 
it's hockey and Canadians are way better at hockey. And and I was with a bunch of Canadians. So it's not so I think that was why cuz when it comes to baseball, I don't like the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't care. Right. Um, Can I I'm just also need to make one more um correction. It was actually 2010 Vancouver Olympics. Oh, really? Mhm. Oh, okay. Oh wow! So you've had that glimmer in your eye for ten whole years. Yeah, this is uh, this is actually a big year for us celebrating the the tenth year anniversary. Or <laughs> are, uh, are you a big Christmas fan? Like, are you pretty sentimental when it comes? Because this is our Christmas episode. Um, you know what? I'm the kind of guy who is. I'm a, I'm a big fan of what I think Christmas feels like, and uh-huh. then I'm let down every year. That's me too. That's so <laughs> funny. I, for me, the anticipation is way better than what actually happens. Yeah, totally. For, and most yeah. most Christmases are an absolute, absolutely devastating. And I'm almost kind of like, why did I get my hopes up? Yeah. I mean, I think that there were magical. I mean, maybe again, this is just maybe I'm addicted to nostalgia, but I think there were magical Christmases as a child. Um, that were as good as they, as I thought they were going to be. <laughs> uh-huh. I've had a few of those too. Yeah. But now it's just, I mean, what usually ends up happening is I have all these warm and I have get these warm, warm and fuzzies thinking about it. And then the day of, I just like drink too much alcohol too early and I eat too much <laughs> sugar and I just kind of feel sick and sit on the couch while my nieces scream. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Christmas morning, Courtney woke up like b- just throwing up every like so bad. Oh no! And then my mom was flying in from California, had to clean the house, and I was just kind of like. Y- and speaking of Sufyan, I mean that's the that was the worst Christmas ever. Sometimes it comforts me. Sometimes Sufyan helps me get through Christmas. A story about. A little boy's experience with child abuse comforts you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, no, well, I mean, when you put it that way, it seems wildly inappropriate. But uh, what I mean is sometimes you just got to remember, just accept Christmas for what it is. Yeah. And try and... Re- and I think, that's you know, the spirit not to of cri- get... Oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, go ahead, George. Oh, I was just going to say that's the spirit of... of- Sufyan, I think, because Sufyan is really cynical, actually, about Christmas, and that's why he made the Chris, the Christmas songs. And I, yeah, I think that's actually, I think that's my fa- probably one of my favorite things about these songs is it is him coming to terms with the probably the fact that Christmas has never been what it's supposed to be for him. Yeah. But I let's talk about maybe those Christmases that Sufyan never had that maybe we did. <laughs> So, yeah. Like, um, what's your fondest Christmas memory? Um, my fondest Christmas memory, I, I, so some of my best years as a child, I were, I grew up on a farm in Abbotsford. Um, oh, wow. Kindergarten to grade seven. So pretty vital. Your parents were farmers? farmers? No, but the farm belonged to my family, like, uh, to my grand, my great grandpa. And so wow. my parents rented a house on this farm. on this kind of family-owned farm. It's a raspberry farm. And, um, yeah, I just remember one year it just snowed so much 
Um, and I think we even got snowed in, not on Christmas, but on one day in December. And uh, yeah, just waking up early. I think I got Zelda A Link to the Past. Um, wow. For Is that my, the Super Nintendo one? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, then we went to my grandma and grandpa Clausen's, and it was just always a laugh, laugh, an LOL um, kind of time, um, playing with my cousins and staying up late, eating chocolates. I didn't have any wow. real vices back then besides candy, so I, I don't know. My life was a lot more simple. <laughs> wow, Jordan, you're you're making me feel kind of warm. Mm. It, You're I, making me feel like I'm getting the Christmas spirit hearing that story. Mm-hmm. It's like, where's little Jordan? He's in a ras. We found him in the raspberry patch. His <laughs> fingers were red with raspberry juice. It happened all the time, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. Wow. Um, can I share with you mine? Yes. Do you ever Sorry, ask a I... question? Let me just ask you this story. Do you ever ask a question? Just for the sole reason because you want somebody to ask it back to you? Every day. <laughs> I, I rarely ask sincere questions, I would say. It, it, it's just a ploy to be like, I just want you to bounce this right back at me, and that's why I said it. No, I'm just kidding, George. For me, I'll tell you what. One year I was probably 10, and I don't know why, but it stands out. I got uh, a set of Frank Peretti books. You know those? Um... Yes, he were they kind of like apocalyptic, like evangelical things? Yeah, it was like um it was like fictional spiritual warfare for little kids. Oh, wow, yeah. It was almost like goosebumps, but it was like but imagine if you were told that all of it was <laughs> was <laughs> <laughs> So, I got Frank Peretti books, I got a flashlight, I got a sleeping bag. I got a sleeping bag that I would use until my 20s. Wow. And I got a tech deck half pipe. Yeah, but, you, but you've never given up on that hobby. No, I still... <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you knew that. I was just going to keep that out. Yeah, that's your thing. You test tech yeah. deck. <laughs> it's so... I still have them in a drawer. Courtney actually bought a... Bought, like, off of an 11-year-old here in Calgary, a box of them, and then gave them to me. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I got MXPX on CD slowly going the way of the buffalo. Mm. And I just remember I would take turns getting in my sleeping bag, going under the tree with a flashlight reading Frank Peretti, and then I'd go to my room, put on MXPX, and then just shred up the half pipe. Yeah. And then I would just go back and forth. Nice. And for whatever reason, that was the happiest Christmas I've ever had. Yeah. You know, it's funny During, how it how much of it revolves around gifts. Oh, yeah. And I would say, like, I wasn't necessarily thrilled or, like, it's not like I really wanted a sleeping bag and a flashlight, but I was just making it work. Yeah. You were very materialistic, hey? Just mostly care about. <laughs> well, weren't you, too? Yeah, Wasn't it I'm all about kidding. the presents? Yeah. yeah, you know what, actually? And I'd say the, the when I get the most Christmas warm and fuzzies is when we're opening stockings. My mom is really into Christmas and gifts. She's like, gift is her number one love language. And so she just stuffs those things. One time we got like a, an iPad in our stocking. 
Like, Whoa. they spend a lot of money every year, much to my dad's chagrin. On, on oh, wow. Yeah. Stockings for me were always just like little fillers, you know? Oh, no. That's like the cream of the crop for us. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, what's it like now with you and Olivia? Do you do you go all out for each other? Do you know what's funny? Olivia <laughs> complains about this to everybody, and I'm always kind of like, I, I just assume that she's the one who's ridiculous, but then everyone who she tells us, like, that is so stupid <laughs> because <laughs> my whole family still gives everyone gifts. Like, oh, wow. Like, usually when you become an adult, you just, like, draw names or something. <laughs> For sure, yeah. We switched to drawing names a couple years ago. Yeah, so, but no, like, everybody spends, and it's, like, usually a budget of, like, 50 to 100 bucks a per person. <laughs> <laughs> we just, like, are, we are real consumers, and I think we got it from my mom, but, yeah. <laughs> Olivia hates it. She hates it. She's like, why do because we have it- to spend, like, every Christmas. And I feel like when you marry into a family, there's a lot of pressure of like, you know, who are you going to deliver? You don't want to be looked down upon. You're the in-law. Yeah. Because for me, I'm, gifts is probably the bottom of my barrel for my love languages. Mm. And I'm not good at buying gifts. And so Courtney feels all the pressure to buy my parents' gifts and my sister. And it's a point of contention because she's like, could you, like, think about your family once in a while? <laughs> huh. That's interesting. Uh, so, so basically you've just, like, kind of misogynistically put on Christmas shopping onto your wife, <laughs> even for your own family. Well, this is... Jordan... <laughs> I I feel, <laughs> I feel like that I mean that's a bit harsh. No, I this know. Is I'm, what just it giving, is. I'm just I'm just poking poking you. Courtney's love language is gifts and she's really good at it. Mm. So my way of going about it is December 22nd, 23rd, I'll just email that gift card to my parents just be like <laughs> you know, it's an email gift card. It's got a little note typed out that's just like Merry Christmas from Justin and Courtney. But yeah. that stresses out Courtney and Courtney feels like it's so not meaningful. Yeah, it so really isn't. She assumes all the pressure to When do I get a gift better. card, I th- this this is the message that's communicated to me. I put exactly 10 seconds of effort into my love <laughs> <laughs> expression for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is but I always buy people bad gifts and I can't handle the disasters that I've been through and seeing people open the bad gifts that I bought. And Courtney is the worst victim of it. Oh, yeah. One year, I, one Christmas, I bought her a light bulb. She Why? opened a light bulb. Why did you? Well, I went to anthropology in Chinook Mall. Yeah. And I, you know, I asked someone for help shopping for my wife and he was like, there's this cool vintage light bulb. And you know how anthropology is kind of pricey. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. probably the only thing in my price range. And I'm like, it's cool. It's like a vintage light bulb. Okay. But what didn't trans, it didn't really translate on Christmas morning because Courtney was just kind of like, looked at me and was like, a light bulb? And I was like, yeah, you know, like a vintage one. She's like, it just goes under a lampshade. Like, who freaking <laughs> cares what it looks like? 
<laughs> that is a really bad gift. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is really bad. Courtney didn't really say that, but she you could just see the disappointment. And then I was kind of, in that moment, I was like, why did I get a light bulb? Yeah. How, like, how do you do? I, I think that I'm a very good gift giver, actually. But I'm just kind of like not, I'm kind of like not a very disciplined person. So I always put it off too long. And then I get really stressed out and I, I shop like the week of or something. And it's just a worse, a really bad experience. But I'm really good, actually, I think, at kind of being like imagining what some, something that a person might like. And yeah, I think I'm a pretty good gift giver. But, and here's the other thing, too, is I used to think like you and used to think, it's the bottom of the barrel for my love language. But actually, I've been realizing I'm more like my mom, who we call Lily. I'm more like Lily than <laughs> I thought I was. Like, one time for Valentine's Day, I, like, came home. And I don't know if oh, Olivia and I were going out for dinner. That I thought was like, that's our gift. But she had gone to a record store and bought me wow. this record from this really cool, like, classical composer and wrote, wrote this little like poem she's she's like a writer and she is a really great poet and so anyway she wrote this little poem for me and i was like i've never felt so loved ever wow so wow yeah well yeah wow we re- and courtney same she gives incredibly min- meaningful gifts to me but sometimes as i receive them all i'm thinking about is how mine does not compare and then it gives me anxiety. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago, she bought me a Summit Ice jacket, the Nathan Fielder brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from Nathan for you, and she like went out of her way to order it, and it oh, was really that's expensive. Awesome. And it, just opening that, and just because we were getting really into Nathan for you at the time, she always does stuff like that. That's like really thoughtful. Does she like Nathan for you? Yeah, we love it. Okay, because Olivia just, like, I think Olivia likes it, but she just finds it too cringy to, like, the cringe factor just overrides her enjoyment of it. So she can't watch it. (laughs) Yeah, we we usually, when people come over, we play it for them because we love it so much. And we've had moments where people were just, like, visibly, like, wanting to leave the room because it was too uncomfortable. Yeah. But... That is Courtney's sense of humor. When we were dating, she loved Borat, and I, and oh, she, yeah. and I just remember being like, "This is so, um, like, so." I just wasn't expecting this, but like, she loves Borat, Nathan for you, any kind of like uncomfortable moments, and I get into it too. Well, so she that, gets, yeah, we really. I mean, it makes that. sense with, when her brother is Brat. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I think she was primed for it her whole life. Yeah. <laughs> So, Jory, here's another thing I wanted to find out. How do you feel about Christmas music? I love it. You do? I, I think the only kind of Christmas music I don't like is just, like, um, Christmas music that's, like, just super commercial that you only hear in malls. But yeah. I love, like, I love the hymns and religious Christmas music. Me too. I, I think the old hymns, I even, Amy Grant will, like, to me, Amy Grant is the quintessential Christmas musician. Yeah. That her first, it was like 1984 or whatever. Yeah. If I hear that, I am, like, transported to another plane of existence. Yeah, I get that. It's a tender Tennessee Christmas. <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> 
Um, no, not really. I I grew up more on like Enya Christmas and Lorena McKennett Christmas. It's so un. I knew it. I knew it. There's something about Enya and you. <laughs> I do love Enya. <laughs> Sail away. You sing. Don't you play that sometimes? The sail away. Sail yeah, we do a cover of that. Yeah, that's a sweet cover. Yeah. Is that available anywhere? No. Maybe I should. I should record it. It's good. Yeah. Oh, the other thing too is you've written a wonderful original Christmas song that I love. Oh, you like it? Oh, of thanks. course. I think it's great. So, just. What I've done is I usually create a Sufjan playlist for Christmas of my faves, and I'll, I'll just put in yours. Oh, wow. Thanks, Just. Is, yeah, that I, on, is that online, on Spotify or anything? I think it's, yeah, it's everywhere. Um, it's everywhere you listen to, me, to music. Um, well, well, consider this a plug if you're listening to go check out Jordan's original Christmas song and also bring a torch, Jeanette Isabella, you've done. Yeah. Are those the only two? Um, I have this other one called The Ghost of Christmas Past. Um, but are, I think you have to search, because it's actually a, compli- uh, a compilation with my publisher, which is a company called Arts and Crafts he- here in Canada. So I think it's like Arts and Crafts Christmas. So that's what you'd have to search. Um, there's a bunch of other really amazing artists who I can't believe I'm on the same record as, like... Dan Mangan, I think maybe Sloan is on there. And oh, wow. Said the Whale and lots of really cool Canadian bands. So <laughs> I feel pretty cool. <laughs> Let's just. <laughs> Go, I, the song is Ghost of Christmas Past. That's the one that I really love that you've, you wrote. Mm, mm. Arts and Crafts. And it, Sorry. Yep. Because you capture that melancholy too. That I think Sufjan does well in that song. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that that is a pretty melancholic song. And it's actually about what we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, this idea that things are never as good later on. You know, it's remembering. It, I'm almost haunted by my Christmas past of, like, just how how wonderful it seemed as a child. And how kind of insignificant and kind of just capitalism driven it is now yeah and i kind of feel like it's like the anticipation of it is better and then the memory of it is better why can't we just enjoy the present jordan yeah christmas Maybe that's presents our... if you know what i mean <laughs> well, that that's good Thanks. That's a good plan. Word, Jordan. Maybe this whole podcast episode is leading us to this this little moment where we can just say, "Let's let this Christmas be what it is, and let's be present to it." Oh man, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> Sorry, well, just circling that... circling back around. I just want to quickly say it's called "Home for the Holidays." Oh, okay. That's Th- is the comp- that the compilation that you're on? Yeah. Can I play it on this episode? I mean... Can I give people a little taste of it? Sure. Can I... I'm getting the artist permission, right? Yep. Wow. Okay, so we'll play a little bit of that so you guys can get a little taste of it. Okay. Ding dong Hear them ringing those bells Hear them ringing those bells 
Should we take a break and we'll come back with our three favorite Seafound Christmas songs? We'll be right back after a message from our sponsor. <laughs> was that was that good enough banter? Yeah, I think so. I think it's great. Yeah. That was the worst podcast ever. We may just figure out a little bit of a oh, a little bit of a nod to the title of this coming up of this podcast coming up in our next picks. <laughs> so, <laughs> just why don't you start with your number three? Okay, so Jordan and I we're going to share our top three favorite Sufjan songs. I'm going to start with number three, which is a little song. It's not a Christmas song, but it is on his album. It's Holy, Holy. My number three is Holy, Holy, Holy by Sufjan Stevens. And as mentioned in our first episode, Courtney and I love this song so much, we asked you to sing this rendition at our wedding. Mm-hmm. That is true. What, what do you think of this, Jor? Am I okay to pick this, even though it's not technically a Christmas song? Yeah, I mean, these are songs from Sufjan's Christmas box set, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this one? I think that it's a great, it's a great um, rendition of it. I, it's maybe my favorite rendition of it. I would agree. There have been, let's just say, moments where I've listened to it in my life. It's been a spiritual experience. I don't know what else to say. No, I get that. Yeah. Okay, Jor, what's your number three? Um, is that all we're going to say about it? Oh, do you want to say some more? Well, no, I mean, that's good. I think, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good song. It's, what else? It's like, it's, um, <laughs> okay, let's, let's put it this way. I think we can start separating Sufjan into, like, various categories. So we've got... Um, quirky boy Sufyan. Mm-hmm. We, we got sad boy Sufyan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have um, maybe oh I think that's kind of it, isn't it? Oh no, we got we got arty boy Sufyan. Yeah, sad boy Sufyan and quirky boy Sufyan. This I would what, put into the sad. What boy about like category. what about like electronica Sufyan? A lot of his electronic, I would say, was is Artie Boy. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
And so where would you put holy, holy, holy? I, I think holy, holy, holy is sad boy Sufyan. That's and that, that's the that's the kind of trembling, frail, Sufyan that I love. No, and maybe that has to do with with my fondness of this holy, holy, holy song. I actually really like all the hymns that Sufyan does. I only included this one uh, in my top three, but any of Come Thou Fount or any of those on his records are. I find them incredible. I would love if he did more hymns. I don't expect him to, but yeah. What does that mean? You you think he's lost his faith? <laughs> no, I just I don't no, maybe I just don't know how much Christmas music he's going to be putting out in the yeah. future. I I don't know if he's still recording Christmas music. Yeah, I think before we go on, we should just make a, another little disclaimer here. I think I mean I could be wrong, but we're, the songs we're focusing on in this episode are songs for Christmas, the box set. We're not, this is not, this does not include silver and gold. Correct? Oh, contraire. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Why not include su- silver no, and gold? No, you know what? I don't know. I just assumed, and I just don't know silver and gold that well, but th- that's great. I'm glad that you chose one. I was going to say, I was going to put a disclaimer and then maybe next Christmas we would do silver and gold, but th- this oh. is great. Well, I'll tell you what, none of my top three are from silver and gold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have an honorable mention. From silver and gold. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe, so maybe for this one we can just make the disclaimer. These are all from the Christmas Sufyan box set. And I think, I think people will just be like, these are two 35-year-old guys that refuse to, like, get out of, of 2006. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jar, what's your number three? My number three is um, uh, really unique. Um, uh, my number three is really unique. It's um, from Sufyan's Volume 2 in the box set, in t- released in 2002. It's the song Only at Christmas Time. Oh, very nice. Let's hear this. This is a great, great pick, Gerard. So tell me, Gerard, why do you like this one? Um, I think that whenever I put on this playlist of songs, when this song comes around, I always kind of perk up and think, oh, this feels like Christmas. This feels like that family warm, you know, um, kind of warm, glowing Christmas time feast mm-hmm. uh, feeling. It's it, that's really the reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree, Jory. It's got that. Uh, it's a Sufjan original, mm-hmm. so he somehow managed to write an original song that has all the feelings of nostalgia that I think the classics have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes this song really great. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's not. There's not as much quirk in this one. Again, no, we, it's we've had like a sincere. few conversations about this, but I'm not as huge of a fan of like kind of comedian Sufyan as I am <laughs> I of just sincere Sufyan. So um, this one doesn't feel too kind of like, ha ha, let's boogie to the elf dance kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, famously. What what was your line to me in a text? I mentioned it in a different podcast episode that maybe hasn't even come out yet. But you said 
<laughs> so you found doing stand-up is your nightmare. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that's a great pick. Actually, Jor, what do you know about Sufjan and, and Christmas music? Like, what do you... Because there's these... This box set came out in mm-hmm. 2006, and it's got these different incarnations, these different discs that all have kind of different uh, timelines to them. Yeah, so the first one came out in 2001, um, and they these actually were just based on Sufyan... Um, this is what he would he was a poor student and he would give his his friends uh like a christmas a a record of christmas music that he'd made every year um and he started releasing them also uh the only the only year he skipped i think he did 2001 to 2006 but he skipped 2004 because he was busy recording illinois um, oh wow yeah so there's five volumes and when the box set came out it came out with a with the fifth volume which I think is arguably arguably the strongest. Absolutely. And we've talked about it before. We both dropped those sweet bones on the box set. <laughs> yeah. When we were <laughs> when we were young and dumb. Mm-hmm. And do you remember pulling out the poster and reading his short story on Christmas that was in that box set? Yeah, you know what? That's still I think he's a great writer. Um, yeah. I actually do, going back to that joke I made earlier about Christmas presents, I actually stole yeah. that I- idea because there's a, <laughs> there's this theater that does an event called Christmas presents, but it's like presents with a C. <laughs> um, anyway. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. Millions of people have made that play on that word. No. It's okay. No. <laughs> I oh, don't, I thought I you were think being... it's assumed that you weren't the one that came up with it during our podcast. Oh, wow. I thought that you sincerely thought that I was clever. That you made the connection of like, what really matters isn't the Christmas presence, it's the Christmas <laughs> presence. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that we've all heard that before. <laughs> um, anyway, there's this thing in, in Vancouver called Christmas presence, and. Um, we it's I, I played it a few times. It's like a Christmas song followed by like a reading or a little monologue or something. And oh, cool! And every time I do it, I always sing a certain Christmas song of Sufjan's, which I'll talk about later. Um, really? But uh, then also one of the there's someone always does a uh, reads that that short story from Sufjan, which I think is just beautiful and so so oh, really? well written. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. If you don't have the box set, um, Sufjan basically writes his complicated history with Christmas, how um, there was one particular Christmas where, I, I, won't, I won't convey it as well as he did, but just if you're new to Sufjan, where his mom would, in fits of rage and as punishment, would throw some of their gifts into the stove, into the fire, and burn them, and, and one of them being a cheap pair of acrylic socks that kind of filled the house with toxic smoke. And so what the picture that we get is Sufjan recording, because Sufjan has so many Christmas songs. But what you realize is it's not because he has some kind of beautiful relationship to Christmas. He's more redeeming, I think, difficult childhood memories and trying to find Christmas for himself, I think. Mm. Would you... Agree with that? Very well put, Trust. 
Yeah, it's, I know. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, well, should should I go to my number two? Yeah, let's hear your number two. Numero deuce. Okay, so my number two pick, I just want to say this. Last night, um, I went for a walk here in Calgary. It was about minus two. I was walking around the neighborhood. I stumbled across these really nice homes on a lake. And I just had this feeling of kind of like, what am I doing here? Do I really belong here? Wow. (laughs) Um, And this song was playing in my headphones. And for me, it captured the most perfect Christmas like melancholy, beautiful, like a mixture of both feeling sad and happy at the same time. And so my number two pick is Sister Winter by Sufjan Stevens, which I I just think the melody is beautiful and piercing, and I think it's one of the greatest songs he's written, if I'm totally honest. Mm. What do you think, Jory, of this song? Yeah, I think it's gorgeous. I mean, to be honest, I feel a little bit silly. I just every time, like, wow, love this. It's beautiful. But it is beautiful. (laughs) I also want to point out that I'm going to go ahead and make a wager that every single one of these songs we're choosing is in the Sufjan Sad Boy camp. Uh-huh. And not the Sufjan Quirky Boy or Sufjan Artie Boy camp. No. And that's probably more reflective of us. Yeah. <laughs> is that we're sad boys, baby. <laughs> like, I don't know. I sometimes court. Okay. Can I indulge in a little thing? Yeah. So I was listening to Christmas Unicorn last night, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. That's on Silver and Gold. It's the last song. And he goes into a Joy Division cover at the end of it. And so last night, I'm staying up and I'm reading about Ian from Joy Division. And Courtney, as I'm reading about his life, I start crying. And Courtney's like, "What? what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I'm just reading about the guy from Joy Division. And she's like, why are you so weird? And I was like, it feels good. I was like, I like feeling I like feeling feelings. I like feeling sadness sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for me, I think this song captures that perfectly. That Christmas is also during winter. I don't even know if this is necessarily a Christmas song. It's more... Hmm. Oh, I think so. But winter and... I think it relates back to that idea again of Sufjan. I think this is a song about... Sister Winter is Sufjan's cynicism. Yeah. Which is interesting because I think his his Christmas albums is probably him fighting cynicism. Yeah. But it's okay when he lets it out, like in this song. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, you're better at songwriting, but just the slow build to the end, mm. which it has a hopeful ending, I think. Mm-hmm. Or at least a more hopeful sound. Well, no, it's, it is a hopeful ending lyrically too. He doesn't he say at the end. Oh, my friends, I've come to wish you all the best. To, yes. to wish you a happy Christmas. It's yeah. the whole journey of Sufjan's hard heart becoming soft once again. 
So I'd say almost this song is a little capsule of the whole his whole mission of doing these Christmas albums. Yeah, wow. Is that's a brilliant choice. Coming, I know this is just coming to me now. Is <laughs> <laughs> is he feels sad, but at at the end, and we're listening to it now, is he comes to a point in his life where he has friends and he has new Christmas memories to make. Yeah. And in giving his friends Christmas music, so. I don't know. It's a great song. It's happy. It's sad. It's beautiful. It's all those things. Sister Winter. That's yeah. my number two pick. Nice. Love it. Thanks, Jar. All right. What's yours? Um, coming up for my number two um, is also from Sufjan's Volume Five in two thousand six. It's called Star of Wonder. Oh wow, Jor. Good pick. Um, I actually just. Well, I think the lyrics in this song are really great, and they're kind of like right up my alley. It's Sufjan does a lot of different lyrical styles in his writing, actually, which I think is interesting. People don't talk about it a lot, but often he'll use like, um, you know, like Norse or Greek mythology, and it will be like this kind of very kind of bru- uh, brutally kind of metaphoric hmm. thing. And then other times mm-hmm. he's just like kind of like writing silly songs that are just like mm-hmm. about like I don't know hanging out with his friends and being silly. And then <laughs> this song I really love because it's just kind of really kind of um, I just think it's a beautiful use of language and it's very poetic. The lyrics. Um, the, sorry, this is a really lame description, but um, no. Tell like tell us about the lyrics, Joy. Like, what do you? Well, I think what is the, he... the lyric, I think, is about, I'm pretty sure it's about God calling the star out to lead mm. the wise men. Wow. Um, that's that's the idea I get from it. Um, I might be totally misinterpreting that. No, I think whatever you interpret, I think, has some merit, even if... Right. We're all right. It's art, baby. <laughs> There's no wrong way. Um, but I also just have memories of when this came out. Like, uh, so probably right when it came out that year, listening to this song and just being like, and listening to it so much. You know, when you just like, mm. you just like hooked on the feeling of a song, mm-hmm. especially like a certain moment. Like I remember sometimes I would just like skip the first part to where it like finally goes to the. I see the stars coming down there. Coming down there to the yard. So good. Yeah. So good. Wow. What a great picture. And I think, too, is it okay to say, I think this song, I can almost hear it being an influence on some of your sounds that you've done over the years. Yeah. I think you really love those builds into those bright, big, explosive kind of that's moments. true. I do like that. And, and actually, you know what? Listening to this now, I'm realizing that this might be a little bit of a hybrid between sad boy Sufjan and quirky boy Sufjan. Yeah. There's some quirkiness in here. <laughs> yeah. Certainly at the end when it becomes more of a party. and Yeah. Or all those, those, those like all those arpeggios. That's very quirky yeah. boy Sufjan. And again, I think um, when you think of Sufjan's catalog and every song he's written, 
some of his Christmas songs are are more just not much thought went into them where it's you know a 50 second just straight up rendition of a a classic but then he also puts out songs on his Christmas albums that are in the upper echelon of music he's recorded I think yeah and I I would put this song way up there yeah I agree great pick Jor thanks all right, should we get into our number ones? Oh, wow. I don't know if I'm ready, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I The, the sad is thing so... is I'm like pretty sure our number ones are the same. I know. <laughs> I feel like they have to be. So I don't even think there's suspense to this at all. <laughs> but the best, I don't even think it's objective. I think, what is it? Subjective? Objective? You don't even think it's I, subjective. Yeah, I just think there is one definitive best Sufjan Christmas song, mm. and it is my number one, mm-hmm. and it is That Was the Worst Christmas Ever, mm-hmm. which is, we named our podcast after this song. So if you haven't gotten into Sufjan and you're listening for some reason, you wonder why our podcast is named why it is, it's because of this song. And this essentially, with his Socks Christmas Socks story this song is kind of musically him autobiographically telling the story of his worst Christmas ever yeah and he even gives some details that aren't in his short story I think his sister ran away um and then there's talk about what <laughs> that's just like it's just such a like kind of ambiguous detail you know, like that part where his sister ran away. <laughs> you know, and he drove to Chicago, and you know. And <laughs> um, you know, there's one particular lyric where uh, my sister ran away. How does it go? Taking, Sorry, I'm not taking her something to the schoolyard. Taking her yes books to the schoolyard. Schoolyard. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah that's a good. That's a good detail. That's. Yeah, that makes more sense. The feeling, I, I guess it just captures for me the, the feeling of childhood pain and, and what they went through and the idea that, you know, they had to run away with their little heirlooms that give them comfort. And I don't know, it's just, a, to me, it's just one of the most beautifully sad songs I've ever heard. And then... Um, again, it has that kind of uh, build as well to the <laughs> which I yeah. think is really awesome as well. Yeah, I do love it. I mean, yeah, I, I, this is my number one pick as well. I just think it's a really well written narrative and. The melodies are gorgeous. I think that the chord progression never changes, which is honestly something I, as as a professional songwriter, is something that I'm, I always am impressed with when someone can pull it off. And it's not boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's not even any drums in it. The lyric yeah. is just so captivating that it carries you through the whole song. And then right here he's doing like what do you call this rounds? Mm-hmm. Is that what you would call that? 
you know where he's singing one thing and then somebody else is singing doing that yeah it's called rounds yeah you know i, have... I should stop talking about music because i have no <laughs> clue what no you, is. you were right rounds rounds just rounds um, well, back I, me up, Jor, because I was like, what is this called, <laughs> rounds? And then I look at you, and you're just staring at me blankly. And I'm just like, I am lost out here. I'm drowning. I have this vivid memory of, I think I was like 21 and living with roommates in Abbotsford. And it was back at that time, this is how old I am, is that we still had like a shared family, like a shared house computer. <laughs> like in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> and we were roommates. <laughs> so I remember sitting there and listening to that song, in all the lights off, just mm. over and over again, because I just uh-huh. loved it so much. Yeah. Oh, sigh. Yeah, and like you said, songs that, to get obsessed about, this has definitely been one, and it's been, you know, over, it's been like 50, 14 years maybe listening to this it doesn't get old if it ever pops up on a playlist like i'm just there this to me is it's hard to even wow 18 years it's never gotten old i could i listen to it even throughout the year not even christmas like sometimes if i just want to get in a certain mood yeah um it just gets like there's some songs that i think um set the right stage for introspection or thought or creativity. And this song just does that for me. Yeah. So when do you find that you throw these sad boy tunes on the most? Um, Is it like when you're like out for a walk on your own? Yeah. And this is the problem too, that I was thinking about is um, every year I have to, to, as a pastor, I preach on Advent Mm. And every year I want to do Sad Christmas. <laughs> and I kind of, now that I'm like seven years in going, I think people may want to hear about like joy and hope and peace. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? Sometimes uh, Christmas is disappointing and sometimes you throw your mom through it. Like, I can't tell you how many sermons I've like brought up this song and be like, sometimes your mom throws your gifts in the wood stove. <laughs> <laughs> like and sometimes I've had sermon, your sister runs away yeah i've had sermons called that was the worst christmas ever i'm sure my congregation is like move on pick something else jor before we go do you have any honorable mentions ones that you were like man i just i wish this could have made it yeah i mean yeah i have a few i so I really love kind of like the old European hymns, like medieval European hymns. Um, yeah. So I I love Sufjan's version of "I Saw Three Ships." Um, yeah, and that's a that's an upbeat. That one feels pretty good, doesn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah, that's a big one for me. I yeah, so that's one. Um, I was actually gonna do "Holy, Holy, Holy" as well, but we've already talked about that. Um, I also think Once in Royal David City is a really great mm. tune mm-hmm. as well, uh, even though it's really similar melodically to some other songs. And every time I hear the first part, I'm always like, what is this again? Dancing, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think what it is, it's actually another hymn. You know, they used to do that. They'd take the melody from a song. From, like, beer songs, like pub songs, right? Yeah, like, like um, what, what Child Is This is actually was green sleeves um, with right. different lyrics. Um, so, yeah, those are a, a couple of my faves. I'm not as big of a fan as, like, of some of the really zany ones. I always uh-huh. feel just a little bit kind of like... It's not that I'm... I, I just... It's just kind of distracting and stressful when those come on a little bit to me. So, uh-huh. yeah. Um, any other honorable mentions, Jor? No, I want to hear yours. Okay. So, I really like Did I Make You Cry at Christmas Time? It's actually Did I Make You Cry on Christmas? Well, you deserved it. <laughs> okay, sorry. I don't know why, but I <laughs> I wrote it down with such confidence. I actually I was listening back to our podcast and I notoriously am just like a dorky dad. Where I'm just like, I like that. Did I make you cry at Christmas time? And you're like the teenage son who's like, Dad, like it's not called that. You're so lame. Um, yeah. I like Did I Make You Cry on Christmas Day? Well, you deserved it. I think that's Another cool original song, and I think it's fun. I actually think it's funny in a non like cringy way. Like I think he delivers on the humor. Yeah, no, that's true. Like I'm writing poems about you, and they're not very nice. I think is is a genuinely funny line. Yeah, that's true. Uh, my other honorable mention is "Put the Lights on the Tree." Mm-hmm. I, I like that upbeat one sometimes you want to have a happy christmas and hey mm-hmm. i still have a heart mm-hmm. i like put the lights on the tree put put them on the trees. yeah yeah well jor this was wonderful doing this with you mm-hmm. and talking about our favorite sufi christmas songs thanks suf suf if you're listening we love you. You're the best. Come on our podcast. You can be a guest for sure. Yeah. We'll throw some shekels your way. But I was just thinking, in this age where artists are becoming really accessible with like Twitter and Instagram and stuff, I feel like Sufyan does social media perfectly. Hmm. Because he's still an enigma. He's still a mystery. It's not like... You don't exactly know everything that's going on. You just get these little... And I, there's something about that that I just... I'm like, yeah, that's good. Have you ever... And don't name any names, but are you ever, like, followed an artist on Twitter and then after a couple months on Twitter, you're like, I don't, I don't really like them as much? Huh, yeah, I think I have had that. I, yeah. It's hard, though, because, like, Sufyan can afford to do something like that, you know? Sufyan can be like, I have a massive fan base, and I make lots of money every year, or enough Mm -hmm. money every year. And someone like me, I mean, I'm all constantly guilty that I don't post more, to be honest. Because it's just, it's part of the game, yeah. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to, that's how you're supposed to engage with your audience, and I just despise it, to be honest. You know what, though, (laughs) Jor? I think I think you are you online and I'm here for it, my friend. Thanks, man. You like all you the stupid me memes I post? Yeah, you make me laugh. Nice. Yeah. Well, with that said, Merry Christmas and a happy holidays to all of our 
you know, 10 listeners out there. Yeah. We're hit, I think we might have hit the big 5-0 streams from, the la- from our first episode. Yeah, this is the first episode we've recorded once our podcast is actually out. How are you feeling, Jor? Oh, wow. I feel great. I feel like finally my truest expression as a person is out in the world. I feel that way, too. And if I'm totally honest, the only thing that scares me are actual, really, Sufjan fans. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm getting some positive comments from people that were like, hey, I didn't really know who Sufjan is. This is cool. Um, but I'm very afraid to, like, share it on the Sufjan Facebook groups and stuff. I haven't done that yet. Oh, um, yeah. You were just telling it, it me It scares to be, me. You were just saying, Jordan, just be yourself. And now you're just a hypocrite. Just be you, man. Show the real just in in your Sufyan forums. (laughs) I guess maybe I'll post this episode onto this Sufyan forum, and and maybe I'll grow a pair. I mean, if you post on the forum, we might get we might get you know three, four, maybe even five new listeners. I think it's probably we could get up to sixty listens. (laughs) That's our goal. Merry Christmas to us (laughs) if we reach (laughs) sixty. Okay, everybody, right. have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And don't, and please follow your government's regulations around how you're celebrating. Yeah, don't, don't celebrate and put somebody else in danger. And I know it's a hard time. Do what me and Jordan are doing. We're on Zoom. And it's, can I just say this? It's a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better than being face-to-face. It's true, because we don't have to worry about infecting each other. Yeah. Okay, Okay, bye, bye, everybody, bye. Bye.